my friend, and welcome back to the Life Coaching Spot. I'm your host, Kathy Walker, and this one is called, Which Do You Choose? So I just got back from Montreal, and listen, if you're thinking about taking a vacation, just do it. Oh, it's so good to get away. Even if you're not sure if you can or how you can, figure it out. Try to figure it out, even if it's a small vacation, just a getaway, just a step outside of your normal routine for a minute. Get some different perspective. Oh, my word. But let me tell you one thing. I left Austin, um, and it was brutally hot here, and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to Canada. And... I got off the plane, I had my sweater on, and walked outside, and it was burning hot and humid. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, and I did look at the app, and it said 70s. It said 70s. But no, this was like 90 and humidity in Montreal. And I'm like, oh, great. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But I'm on vacation. But sure enough, in a couple of days, a cold front hit. It was down to the 70s. Thank goodness. I biked around. I did some hiking. I did a lot of yoga. It was good. It was good. Highly recommend. And when I landed back in Austin this past weekend, guess what? Cold front had hit. It'd been raining whole different different weather pattern here. So <laughs> it was like the universe was saying, "No, just just head out and we'll take we'll take care of it here, right?" And uh yeah, so I got to land back into the goods. So which do you choose? So there's a line in the course. Oh, And by the way, when I say the course, I'm talking about A Course in Miracles, which I refer to quite a bit. Um, And if you haven't ever picked it up, I highly recommend, though I must say it's not easy to get through, but it is rich, my friend, rich. Anyway, so there's a line in the course that says your job isn't to make your brother or sister, wrong, but rather your job is to show him or her where they're getting it right. And this is a big one for us right now, right? On so many levels, because when you hold your belief that you're right and they're wrong, you know, what are you doing on a fundamental level, you know? You're building a wall. You are building a wall, right? Whether you're talking about politics or negotiating how your kids should be raised, whatever the thing, it's all the same, right? You're building a wall when you make them right, wrong, and and stand in your only truth that you're right, right? So let's just get right into this. When you stand in that conviction about how right you are, no matter how right you think you are, you're not winning anybody over. 
right? Only in your wildest dreams will that person drop their stance and say, wow, you are so right. (laughs) You know, think about how you feel when someone's trying to convince you of their point by showing you how wrong you are, right? What's your natural instinct there? I mean, unless you're feeling particularly enlightened in that moment, you're probably going to get a little defensive, if not a lot defensive, right? Especially if you believe you're right. In fact, it's going to make you dig your heels in even more to defend your stance, right? You probably at that point won't be very interested in hearing their side of things either, since they're already convinced that you're wrong or you're an idiot, right? (laughs) I mean, think about it. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. So the question you have to ask yourself is, would you rather be right or would you rather be free? Right? So I brought up the example of child rearing because... I struggled for years with my daughter's father on how our kids should be raised. And we never agreed. (laughs) And, you know, I had a huge list in my head, you know, at any given moment about how I was right and how he was wrong. Yeah, but it never got me anywhere I held that list for years, you know, and he just kept on doing it his own way, you know, no matter how many times, how many ways I explained my stance, oh my word, you know, if I could go back to the beginning of all of the madness and all the suffering and the fighting um, and insert this wisdom that I'm giving you today, oh. I mean, because for years, it was like beating my head up against a big, a brick wall, literally, you know, like no movement, no movement. Yeah. And I would complain to my friends and they'd agree with me. Right. But did that change anything (laughs) to have a team of people on my side affirming my stance? No, it didn't change a thing, not a thing. You know, feeling sorry for myself either didn't work. (laughs) Talking louder and, you know, more intensely on the phone didn't work. Deep breathing, right? And and speaking slower, (laughs) trying to reason with him didn't work. (laughs) Nothing worked. You know, why? Because when it all boiled down to it, I was making my brother wrong. And my job the whole time was to make him right. Yeah. My job was to build a bridge for all of our sakes, right? Not a freaking wall. Yeah. Yeah. Not a wall. So I bring this intense example up (laughs) to demonstrate how challenging it can be. And yet, the more challenging it is, (laughs) my friend, the more important it is. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, you may be sitting with a story that you would like to share (laughs) that is the exception to this rule. But I assure you, there are no exceptions. Because ultimately, even if you never speak to that person and they did something unspeakable to you or they're a person in power who's done things unfathomable (laughs) to your mind, it all boils down to one question. Would you rather be right or would you rather be free? Do you see? You know, think about how you feel inside when you make that other person wrong. Just go ahead and really tune in. What does your body do? (laughs) It doesn't feel good. Because on a fundamental level, it shuts you down and closes you off to make them wrong or bad. (laughs) And who do you think in that situation is running the show? Is it fear or is it love? Right? Because it's either one or the other. And we talked about this in two episodes ago. What it feels like to be in fear and what it feels like to be in love. Yeah, go back to that one over and over again. I can't remember what it's called right now. Two episodes ago. (laughs) But what it feels like to be in love is expansive. What it feels like to be in fear is contraction, right? And it's either one or the other. So my daughter's father is probably my biggest teacher of compassion and acceptance to this day. You know, how could it not be my teacher? You know, I couldn't just walk away from that one, right? We were co co parenting <laughs> for years, for years. And so I kept getting opportunities and I kept missing it. Yeah. And I was young. I was really young. <laughs> and did I have a practice, a spiritual practice? Oh, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> and did I keep missing it? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, because it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah, and I don't know of any other role I've ever played where um, I was more attached to the outcome, right, than my role as a parent, (laughs) you know? And attachment is where fear thrives. Yeah, think about that one. That's where fear thrives, wherever we're attached, right? Wherever we're attached, fear enters. Another lovely quote from the Course And um, I'm going to paraphrase here, but in any given moment, you're either host to love or you're hostage to fear. Yeah, and you can say this in, in many other ways, right? You're either host to truth or hostage to your ego. 
You're either host to God or hostage to whatever you want to say, your ego to Satan, (laughs) whatever. Um, Use your own noun based on your own beliefs, but it all boils down to the same thing, right? It's a choice. It's a choice. It's choice between fear and love from being captive, held captive, or being free, right? Yeah. Neem Karoli Baba always said, never put anyone out of your heart. Yeah, and this is a simple teaching and one we could all practice every day. And by no means is it easy. But it's a high goal, you know? Ramdas uh, spoke early on about a politician that he despised, and I love the story. Um, and this was years ago. Um, but yeah, he had so much animosity toward hatred toward this politician. And so he put a picture of this guy on his altar, right? Along with his pictures of the Buddha and Maharaji and, and Jesus and Ananda Maima. <laughs> and so there among these saints, he had this particular New York politician. (laughs) And every morning he would light his candle and greet the saints, you know, with his heart expanded one at a time and just feel the love. And then he would get to this man, I think it was like Weinberger or something, um, his nemesis. (laughs) And he would feel his heart go from expanded to contracted. (laughs) You would just feel it happen right there. And so he would acknowledge how much work he still had to do to build that bridge, right? You know, and in the 60s, Maharaji had instructed him to love everyone. He said, Ramdas, love everyone and always tell the truth. Very simple teaching, right? And he took that on as his life's work. <laughs> yeah. And from what I can tell with Ramdas at this point, he seems to be pretty much there. <laughs> yeah. But what, what a teaching. Yeah. If, if, if that were your only spiritual practice in life, that's it. That's all you need right there. Love everyone love everyone and start with yourself. Yeah. So this verse from the course, your job isn't to make your brother or sister (laughs) wrong, but rather your job is to, to show him or her where she's getting it right. It's speaking to a very deep place, right? Because underneath all the veils of who we think we are, we're all the same. We're all the same, right? Yeah. None of us are special and all of us are special. Yeah. We're all the same. We're all God's children, if that's how you like to say it. Because that's what it is, right? Yeah. Ego is not the truth of who you are. Your preferences, you're not your preferences. 
and neither is the other guy, right? Yeah. When you're all lined up in your ego, trust me, you're just as ugly as the next guy <laughs> because egos aren't pretty. They're just, they're not. You can paint them up and, you know, put lovely designer clothes on them, but they're, they're not pretty. And when the ego falls away, my friend, you are so beautiful. You are so beautiful. And so is he. And so is she. And yeah, him too. <laughs> yeah, so what I believe is that we're all being called here to dig deeper, especially right now. And all we have is right now, right? To dig deeper, right? To dig for the truth rather than endlessly fighting the ego's fight, right? Which keeps us all caught in the problem, right? Never getting to the solution. Yeah, keeps you stuck, right? Caged, yeah. Which is the opposite of free, so when you're coming from love, even in the worst of circumstances, which is where love is really being called for, right? You're doing the good work. And no way is it easy. No, it's not easy. It's not easy. But is it worth it? Oh, hell yeah. And the truth is, it's not easy to walk around with that, you know, um, heavy backpack of resentments on your back either. In fact, it's a lot harder when you really think about it. <laughs> so I invite you to look in your own life at where you can apply this, where do you need to build a bridge, my friend? Where can you stop standing for how right you are and loosening up around it? Yeah? To find a place where you can see that we all want the same thing. Right? Yeah, and spiritual righteousness can be the absolute worst. Believe me, right? When you start to awaken, <laughs> then you really think you know. Oh, that's when you really need to practice this, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's where you get caught again. Like, oh yeah, now I know, and you don't. <laughs> that's... That's all just a bunch of baloney. So notice where you've built a wall. Because we've, we all build them. Right? Yeah, so stop blaming and start looking. And see where you can begin to tear that wall down. One step at a time. Because it's the small conscious choices that you make in each moment that make the most profound change in your life and in the world. And it all begins with a thought.
possible.